Well, good morning to everybody that is online today. Uh, whether you're with us live at ccmonline.org or on Facebook or Instagram, or maybe you're uh, following along with us on the podcast later on in the, uh, this week, we're so grateful that you've decided to come spend a little bit of time with us to sing and to hear the word, and uh, especially to maybe celebrate with us in communion. So if you haven't done so already, uh, head into your kitchen, get yourself some bread, some crackers, some juice, whatever it is, so that you can celebrate communion with us today. So we're so grateful that you're here with us, and uh, we say uh, Advent greetings to you all. Every day we go to war again we assume we know so much more than them before we hear what they have to say headline breaks and we start to hate again calling them names again They see it, cause I want to see it, I hope we believe it, I want to see, I want to see the love all around you. see it 
Let us see the love all around you, and let it be seen around us as well, we pray. We thank you, God, for your love for each and every one of us on this day. Amen. Amen. As has already been said by Don and others, this is we enter into our second week of Advent. If you're unfamiliar with what Advent is, essentially it's the days that the church pays attention to and waits for the coming of Christ, and we celebrate that uh, during this time through different, uh, through different movements of scripture and worship and prayer, and anyway, we enter into the second week of the days leading up to that glorious day we celebrate uh, the coming of Christ onto the earth, born of the Virgin Mary. It's beautiful stuff. Um, upstairs, we're, uh, we're trying during Advent to be connected totally with the children, what they're doing upstairs. They're kind of talking about the same type of stuff that we are, same themes in their Christmas camp as they camp out and wait for uh, Jesus to arrive, which uh, I'm sure they're excited about. I know I'm excited about, right? And uh, as we have sung already this morning, Jesus not only will arrive then, but arrives in our lives on this day, in this moment, right? So we got much to celebrate. Um, I want to start, uh, we're going to talk about love. I want to talk to you about love and love coming near. Uh, love comes near today, and I want to start out just with a thought for you, and I just want you to consider, um, out of all the things going on in your life, I want you to think about this in two ways. One is um, I want you to think about this question for yourself. What would you like God to give more attention to in the world on this day, in this moment? And then what would you like God to give more attention to in your life, perhaps? And I want you just to briefly think about that, maybe jot that down or put that into your phone um, and let that be a prayer as we start, your own prayer about your own desire and the things you would love for God to give maybe a, a different attention to. Because trust me, none of us will come up with a subject God's not giving attention to, right? We know, we know that. So anyway, um, in Philippians 1, uh, verse 3 through 11, Paul, the writer of this, says this. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. 
In all prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I'm in chains, which he was when he wrote this essentially, whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is the best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And then this beautiful Scripture that is easy to memorize, and maybe it would be great for all of us to say it together. And if we don't already have this memorized, try to memorize it on this day. Ready? Here we go. We love because he first loved us. Let's say it one more time. We love because he first loved us. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, the Christian does not think God will love us because we are good, but God will Make us good because God loves us. We love because God first loved us. Now the arrival of Christ, the coming of Christ into the world, is a beautiful picture of God's love for us. It's one of the most important pictures, and of course the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Those are beautiful, powerful statements of God's love for us. But I want to talk to you about There's so many things when we talk about love that we could talk about. I want to talk to you about just one thing today. If we can just pay attention to one thing, and it's this, that love pays attention. Let's say that together. Love pays attention. Love pays attention. And the truth of the matter is God proves how much he pays attention by sending Jesus to the earth. Jesus comes as a child, lives a life, dies on a cross, resurrects from the dead, and the whole communication with those 33 or so years is about how much God is paying attention to the earth, to the world, to the people, to the humanity throughout history. God pays attention and love pays attention. One of us, or some of us could wonder, maybe all of us wonder, if God is paying attention when we see the large or macro issues going on in the world. We've already prayed this morning for some of those. In particular, we prayed for the children and the families and the the community of Oxford High School. And you can wonder, in those situations, is God paying attention to what's going on down here? Or you can think about things like COVID, or you can think about uh, those are macro things, or you can think or probably do think about things that are more personal to just your life? Is God paying attention to what's going on? If love is connected to paying attention, I need to better understand how God's paying attention to all this. 
it's not new for us to have that consideration. Consider this, some of the most profound prophecies in Scripture uh, about Jesus coming to the earth in the Old Testament are written hundreds of years before Jesus arrives. And the world's got a lot of trouble in those hundreds of years in the meantime, right? There are things that are still going on, and even when Jesus arrives, there's still a lot of problems, right? Consider this, that in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 19, one of the cornerstone scriptures of Jesus coming and paying attention to the earth, it says this, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son and will call his name Emmanuel. It will be 600 years. It goes on in Isaiah chapter 9. We don't have this on our outline, but in chapter 9 it says a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Could it be that if paying attention is connected to love, love pays attention, then where was God for hundreds of years? Then know this, that some would say there's a prophetic silence for about 400 years leading up to the birth of Jesus. Silence. It seems like maybe God's disappeared from the scene, although that's not the case. We talked about it last week. You can go back and look at it, and we can, you can, you can uh, listen to paying attention to space and silence and the importance of that in all of our lives. Our assumption can be that silence in space equals no attention, but that assumption does not apply in relationship to God's paying attention. God is always paying attention in the silence, in what appears to be the distance. God is never distant, and God is always paying attention and loving all of us, every human being ever. God pays attention. Now, I get that because, like, when Claire and I were dating, for instance, we were kind of at that turning the corner point. You get there? You ever been there in a relationship? It's like this is going from casual to a little bit more uh, accelerated, you know, uh, relationship. Who knows what the future holds? I just had this one thing. I found out that Claire had been dating some other guys along the way. It wasn't too far into our relationship, and we actually never talked about the ground rules. So I just decided to go silent, kind of like God, for 400 years. But I did it. On the third day, there was resurrection. Claire called me, which was really, might have been the only time that she initiated a call because it's just how it worked way back in the olden days. And she called me and she even said, there was a a preface to the conversation. She said, I normally don't call boys but I'm calling you because I'm concerned that you've had, you haven't talked to me in three days. So we talked. I said, well, you know, the ground rules need to change here. I'm not good with other day. I, I'm not good with that. I know we haven't talked about it, but, and there was this, there was this kind of healing that happened. But the, the distance, the quietness spoke something. It didn't speak love. Claire wasn't feeling the love during those three days. She wasn't feeling that she was being paid attention to, but I was paying attention to her just from a distance. Anyway, that's how it is. That's how it can be in our relationships. We think that attention, connection is equal to love, and it is. See, 
Paul understood this when he says in Philippians here that the God who began a work in you will carry it out until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul understood this in a macro sense. He understood that the book of Isaiah at this point in his life had prophesied about what was going to happen when Jesus would come to the earth. He understood it on a grand scale and he understood it on a personal scale that Jesus was paying attention to his life. And he communicates this by trying to tell us there is a good work going on in your life and God is always about that good work. God is always working in your life and paying attention to you. God is always connected to you and loving you. How will you respond? Now we know that attentiveness and healthy attention or attentiveness brings out the best. You know that, don't you? It brings out the best in us. When people pay attention, it brings out the best. And we know that partially because we've been paid attention to, and we really know it because we've not been paid attention to. Have you ever had a conversation with the person that never looks at your eyes like they look at your forehead? Claire and I had a friend years ago, we used to laugh because every time he was around us, it was like he was allergic to our eyes. He just looked at our forehead and we would be like wanting to jump like, catch me here, I'm here, pay attention. And then, or have you ever been in a conversation with the people that always see the squirrel or something else? And even though they're present, they're not attentive to what you're talking about. One of the first times I preached as a communicator, one of the things that's most difficult, especially early on, to deal with is people falling asleep. Claire and I laugh about it now. We just say, hey, it must be, this is a good spot for people to get rest. They're not sleeping anywhere else. So if we can help them with that, you know, it's a great thing. Anyway, one of the first, it might have been the second or third time I spoke, still in the Detroit area, the church is kind of full. There's this little guy, this little boy, he's in the balcony, and he fell asleep while I was preaching. And there's nothing like a cascading snore over the congregation as you're speaking. You're not feeling the love as a communicator and the attentiveness, right? You're not feeling it. Now, the opposite is true as well. When you feel people connecting with you, not just when you're doing a presentation, but anytime, you feel the love. In number 624 through 26, the scripture says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. We know that is one of the most profound blessings in scripture. And there's a reason for it. Because we love God's attention. And any time it can be affirmed in our life and we can pay attention to that, it does something powerful in our lives. It says when we pay attention to people, when God, we sense God's attention in our lives, it says there is nothing more important for me to do right now than be connected to you. My face will shine upon you. See, love sees Love pays attention, and nobody saw and paid attention like Jesus. In John 9, there's this beautiful passage of Scripture. I encourage you to read all of John 9 in the story of the man blind from birth. And the Scripture starts out in John 1, it's, or 9, 1, it says, And as he went along, Jesus saw a man 
blind from birth. Some versions say, as he walked along, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. In other words, Jesus didn't have to be in the temple. Jesus didn't have to be sitting in the upper room. Jesus was just going along, seeing people. And he sees this blind person who's been blind for years, years, certainly at least maybe a couple decades or more. And Jesus pays attention. For years, this guy would experience people not paying attention. People in his community daily walking past him, doing what I know I've done at times, digging for loose change and wanting to just pass by. In our culture, it would be digging for loose change while we pray that the light turns green, right? But this guy is sitting there for years. This is his community. And it's Jesus that finally sees him. Jesus brings him into the community in the way that people are invited by God to be brought into the community. He sees him. He loves him. And the story begins to unfold, and Jesus brings healing into his life. But the healing starts by the man simply being, by him just being seen. Powerful stuff. Do you ever read scripture and think, you know, I don't, like, even that passage, I, have you ever read it and thought, I, I don't know that I would be that unattentive to somebody. I don't know that, uh, I don't know like I, that I would be like the Israelites, when the Hebrews, when they're out in the desert in the Old Testament and they start to grumble and complain. I, I want to believe that I wouldn't be like that. I, I want to believe that I wouldn't be like Peter and I wouldn't betray Jesus three times. I I, want to believe that if I were in that prayer meeting when Jesus is about to go to the cross and he asked me to stay awake for a little while and pray for him and with him, that I would have stayed awake. I would have paid attention because attention loves. Should should I go on to all the different examples of the things that maybe we want to believe and maybe, hopefully it is true of us, that maybe we wouldn't have done any of those things, but what if you did and maybe you have and probably you have? But if you have failed, if you've not paid attention, if you've not been present, not only to God but to other people, understand this. God will give you another crack at it. Just ask Peter. Just ask any of those people in Scripture that I've just talked about or ask anybody in this room. We have failed at times. In paying attention. I got this video I want you to check out. It's an awareness video. Just check it out. It's just one minute long, so pay close attention. Go ahead, Ron. This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? Go! The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear?
It's easy to miss something you're not looking for. See, love sees, right? This is just a powerful example. That's an old example. Some of you have maybe seen that before. It's a powerful example of paying attention and what we miss. If love sees and love pays attention, no one sees like Jesus. No one pays attention like Jesus. In other words, to love like Jesus, we need to begin to more and more see like Jesus and pay attention like Jesus then respond like Jesus. I want to do something real quick. I want you just to stand up, and I want you just to look around the room. And as you look around the room, I want you to pay attention. I don't want you to, don't make this kind of a weird thing. Just look, look around the room at different people. And I want your attention to go to something that you've not paid attention to, a person or a thing. And I want you just to do that for a minute. Just look around the room. Look at different people. Maybe somebody you've never even known to be in this room before. Okay, you can sit down. Now, those of you online, I want you to do that in your home. I want you to do that perhaps uh, with your family or out in the community. If you're out in the community today or in your neighborhood. And pay attention to things that you don't normally pay attention to. And then be with that. What did I just notice? Who did I just notice? What might God be asking me to pray about, give attention to, consider going on in somebody else's life? See, to love like God is to simply pay attention and to see as if Jesus were looking through my eyes or your eyes and respond as Jesus would respond. A few weeks ago, Claire and I were with David Bailey. David is a beautiful friend of ours who will be with us actually in February. David uh, has an organization and a ministry that works on racial reconciliation. Uh, Arabon is the name of one of the organizations that he heads up, but he's an amazing person. Claire and I were having dinner with him in Grand Rapids, and uh, he was up there speaking, so we connected with him. He wanted to have dinner, and in our conversation, he said something that was so, I thought was so powerful and so profound. One of the things that we were talking about in the realm of reconciliation is different things that we're seeing culturally and around the world right now emerge, and um, David is a strong Christ follower, has a deep love for God, was raised in the church totally Christocentric in his uh, approach to life and ministry. And it was interesting because he said, it, he said some of the most prominent organizations in the, uh, in the world right now, when it comes to racial reconciliation, are the result of the church not paying attention. They're simply, and I love this graciousness about it, they are simply trying to fill a void that the church was meant to fill. Because we haven't paid attention well, we have not been as loving as we could have. Ralph Ellison, a black author in his classic book 
called the invisible man said this, I am an invisible man. I am a man of substance, of flesh and bone, fiber and liquids. And it might be said that I possess a mind. I am invisible simply because people refuse to see me. What moonwalking bear are we missing? Lord, give us eyes to see. Let us pay attention to what you are paying attention to. This goes far beyond just racial issues, obviously. This has to do with paying attention to the things that are so remarkable. When Jesus has conversations and as Jesus walks around, he sees things that maybe some of us, if not all of us, weren't paying, aren't paying enough attention to. Now you may wonder, even as I'm talking about this, you may wonder if your life is being seen or if you're being paid attention to. You remember that scripture in Isaiah of the 600 years or so that we read in Isaiah 7? Well, in Matthew 1, and 23, it says this. All of these things, this is after Jesus is born, all of these things uh, that of what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin will be with a child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Why? Because God is paying attention all along. Jesus sees you. Jesus is paying attention to your life and mine. Jesus saw the blind man in John 9. Jesus saw the tax collectors, Matthew and Zacchaeus. Jesus saw the woman that touched his garment because she wanted a healing from the hemorrhaging that she had suffered. Jesus saw lepers that cried out to him. He saw a Roman centurion who would have been considered an enemy of the Jews. He saw him. He saw his family. Jesus saw the highly informed Nicodemus and others. Jesus saw the widow that came to the offering plate to give her very last coin. Jesus saw little children. Jesus saw those who mourn, those brokenhearted. Nobody sees like Jesus. Jesus saw the emotionally challenged, the mentally traumatized. Jesus saw the average person who was seeking and wondering about their life. Jesus sees us all. Jesus sees you. Jesus loves you. Love pays attention. Jesus came to the earth for you and for me and is paying attention on this day. Never forget in Matthew 10, 29 through 31, this is much more profound than I think we give it credit for when Jesus said this. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs on your head are all counted. Now, I know that's a bigger miracle for some than others. But anyway, it's a big deal to all of us. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. If God is paying attention to my hair follicles, 
and yours. If God is paying attention to the birds that will fly overhead as we drive home today, and the birds that will fill the trees out in the parking lot and on the lot of this church, God, almost in humorous form, Jesus says, trust me, I'm paying attention to you. So with that, I want us to, if, if, you, if you're comfortable with this, I want you to take your hands and just place them on your eyes. And I want to pray for all of us. First of all, Lord, we pray that we would know how much you love us, how much you pay attention to us. There's nothing that goes unnoticed in our lives by you. And now we pray for our eyes. We do understand that love pays attention. Help us to see what you see, God. Help us to hear what you hear. Help us to help people not feel invisible. And God, we receive that for our own life. In the beautiful, wonderful name of the God that is with us, Jesus, amen. Amen. Can you take out on your table, you should see container with your bread and with your juice for communion today. And today, even as we think about the song that we sang earlier, See the Love, and we'll finish up with that again in a moment. But think about for a moment that day when Jesus was with his friends, with those the closest to him, and even with one that was about to betray him. And Jesus so loved those people that were in that room that day. And it was to serve as a reminder that to all of us who would gather from that day forward to receive the bread and the wine, the bread and the juice, that we are walking in that very same love that Jesus showed on that day. And so if you want to take a moment and just remove the bread from the top there, I know it's not always easy to pull that back. But to know that whether we all agree with one another, whether we have come in with arguments with one another, whether we're feeling alone, Jesus reminds us that there is love. And there is love in the reminder of communion. There was love when Jesus said, when he took the bread and when Jesus broke it and he reminded all of his friends and reminds us that this is my body that is broken for you. And such love in that gesture. Such love for each of us. Jesus, we're grateful. We receive the love that is your life. 
that you died, you were crucified, you rose again, and that you are with us. And so we do this, we take this bread in remembrance of you. And let's all say together, Jesus, we remember you. Jesus, we remember you. Let's go ahead and take the bread. In the same way he took the wine, and he must have had such love for those people at that table to know what he was about to do. And there must have been such love that Jesus had for each of us at that very moment and was thinking that each of us would share that love. So he took the wine in the same way. He said, this wine is as my blood. And each time you take it together, each time you drink it together, you do this in remembrance of me. And we say together, Jesus, we remember you. Oh God, for your love, let us grow in that love. Let us show that love. Let us forgive. Let us walk out in the faith that the love can grow today. like to sing the song along with us. I know it's got a, a lot of high notes in it, but whether you just receive this song again or you sing it with us, just know that God wants to see the love in us and through us, the love of Christ to be made known throughout the world. Every day we go to war again we soon we know so much more than them before we hear what they have to say. Headline breaks and we start to hate again Calling them names again We give our peace away see it cause I want to see it I hope we believe it I want to see I want to see the love all around you Day by day.
So why don't we, we'll do this blessing twice. And this first time, let me pray it over you. And then the second time, will you uh, just extend your hand out to whoever you'd like it to and pray it over your friends, neighbors, family, everybody that's here. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And so if you just want to extend your hand towards anybody you'd like to or just whoever in the room, and I'll read this in uh, sections that you might repeat it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Give you peace, my friends, my neighbors, my family. Go in peace this day to love and serve the Lord. We'll see you back here next Sunday for the third Sunday of Advent. Continue great fun things for our kids upstairs, and we'll see you next week.